Hi, welcome to My Outdoors, my name is Davey Wright. Today we're going to be talking about the first mountain wingsuit base jump in the UK. We're going to be talking to Tim Howe, uh, the wingsuit flyer, and the photographer who captured the whole thing, Hamish Frost. Hi there, how you doing? We are decided to do a bit of a chat with uh, two guys involved in a, a project that happened last week, but I'll let them introduce that. My name is Davey Wright, um, and I'll pass over to uh, Tim. Hi there guys, um, yeah, so we um, managed to do the, the first wingsuit base jump uh, in the UK uh, and of course no one better to, to capture the moment than, than Hamish Frost. Uh, I should clarify that when Tim says we did the first base, <laughs> wingsuit base jump, yeah, I was I, not doing any wingsuit base jumping myself. That was I, 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 I always, it's an inclusive project, you know. <laughs> um, it's, it's often about the team that's there and not just the, the individual. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Tim, Tim, Tim let me know about a month or so beforehand that he was, uh, that he was thinking about this project and asked me if he wanted to come along and capture it. And, uh, and yeah, I was up in the area at the same time, so came along. So it was, just, it was just by pure chance you were in the area or you make yourself? Um, yeah, well, Tim had given me a heads up and it worked out quite well because I was, I, I think... I think since lockdown's eased, I've been up to the northwest about four or five. I've had four trips up to the northwest, so I was up photographing some climbing that week anyway. So, I mean, I would have come up anyway, but it, it was just worked out well that I was up in the area anyway, so made it convenient. Okay. And it was even, even more meant to be because I was supposed to be in Scotland this week, but this week they've announced that there's the quarantine for people coming from Switzerland, so I wouldn't have been able to do it this week anyway. So, was, so that, uh, that probably leads quite nicely into it leads quite nicely into so tell a bit about yourself, Tim, because you are based in Switzerland, is that right? Yeah, yeah, ba based in Switzerland, which has been uh, pretty good during lockdown. Um, uh, it's been mostly guidelines, and there's not many people running around the mountains anyway making huge queues up Snowdon or anything so uh, so yeah it's, it's been uh, been great and it's it's actually given me the opportunity to kind of focus on flying getting the skills and experience needed to, to do this project okay. um, in England so I think without the lockdown maybe it wasn't even going to happen this year I just don't think I'd have the, the focus uh, for okay. it. Um, so just going back to the start just a little bit and very briefly where did where did it all come from? Where did wingsuiting suiting come from and obviously mixed with the, the alpine stuff that you did? Um, I mean, wingsuiting has always been a step for me from base jumping and base jumping was kind of a step from, from climbing. Um, but specifically in the UK, I think, you know, it's, it's never been done before. So it's always nice to try and uh, try and do something that's never been done before and get all those skills to be able to pull it off safely. Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite a technical, technical jump. So it's, yeah, it, it took a lot of training. So for, the, so of for the layman, so for me, for being a layman, what, what makes that a technical jump? Yeah. So, so I suppose to find a new wingsuit jump, you need maybe three, three, four things. You need a vertical height, um, to get the wingsuit flying, so the cliff, the initial cliff. Okay. Um, you need an overall height from exit to landing, which if it's less than 500 meters, it's probably not worth flying. You don't get enough time in the air to actually fly. Uh, and then you need a landing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the fourth thing is the terrain underneath the vertical cliff has to be steep enough to fly over. So if it's flat, you can't fly at a one-to-one ratio. So it needs to be steep. Okay. Um, and if one of those aren't in the criteria that you need, the whole thing won't be possible. Right. Um, and if one of them isn't as good as another one, then you want the other one to be even better. So you want a bigger cliff to start with so you mm-hmm. can fly over the flat terrain, something like that. Okay. Um, so these four variables that you need, there's not many locations like that in the, uh, in the UK. Okay. So, Hamish, how did you get involved in this? Like, you, we know you for, like, well, I know you for the, the, the kind of adventure photography, landscape photography, and, and the stuff that you do for climbing, etc. I suppose, as Tim said, there was a natural progression there, but how did you get involved in, in this project? Um, well, well, I've actually, I, I've photographed Tim base jumping a few times before. Uh, so I think well, the, the first time Tim, was it right, um, was it three years ago? Three or four yeah, years? Yeah, three ago? years ago on my birthday. Yeah, three years ago on your birthday. Yeah, we were out in the Alps. We were actually both out in the Alps at the same time. And we hadn't actually met before, but we kind of exchanged messages previously. And uh, Tim got in touch to say, well, the day before he was going to go do it, he said he was uh, planning to climb the Trident de Tackle which is this big mm-hmm. granite spire um, just on the side of Mont Blanc de Tackle. Um, so he asked me if I wanted to come along and photograph that. Uh, so, so yeah, I joined in with a mate of mine. We, cl- we climbed this two pairs up the top of this tower and, and Tim base jumped off it. Uh, and then I think a year later, we, we were both out of the Alps again, same time, and this ended up being a shoot for one of Tim's sponsors, Jotnar. Um, so we went and, we went and climbed the... Um, uh, the Diablerette, which is this kind of classic uh, Alp- alpine ridge line that leads up to the top of the tackle. And Tim opened up a new base jump exit off that. Uh, and then I photographed you base jumping on Sky as well, off the Great Prow on Blavin. Uh, and is that it? Have we, done, have we done one more? Or? Yeah, that's it. But, but we never... no, I have photographed Tim a few times base jumping okay. before. So, but, but this was the first time wingsuit, wingsuit, jump, wingsuit base jumping. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um... Well, so I suppose the, the main question for me, uh, and, or that comes up a lot, I'm sure, is, is it not dangerous? <laughs> is wingsuit flying not? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. How do you, you um, manage that risk? I think with everything, obviously, there's a risk. How do you, how have you managed that? And I think you, you talked about it a minute ago, about the preparation yeah. stuff. So. I think it's more dangerous the less you know and the less experience you have. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, staying current, you know, gaining these kind of um, tools in your tool bag to to add up uh, cumulatively to be able to pull something like this off. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, being able to fly a wingsuit, it's being able to, I've been training for short starts, high glide, technical landings, you know, all these extra little, okay. little things. Also analyzing the data, being able to measure the cliff and, uh, looking at the weather, all these things that I've gained from um, quite a few years jumping now have kind of, kind of come together to, to make this one happen. Yeah, yeah. I'd, add, I'd, add, I'd say from my point of view as a sort of casual observer, observer who doesn't know a huge amount about, about base jumping or wingsuit base jumping, um, I mean, I, I, I've now seen Tim jump a few times and, and it's not, there's no recklessness or, or kind of like hurriedness or rashness there at all. I mean, you can see the way Tim goes up and, and treats his jumps very seriously and prepares. And you, you just get a feeling that if, if things weren't right, Tim wouldn't jump. Um, uh, so it's all very meticulous and seems very well planned and prepared. 
Well, I saw, actually, I saw from, from your Seems Facebook the post. Word there, Hamish. Sorry, so what's that, Tim? Seems is the key word there. Seems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, actually, uh, I sort of quoted, oh, I've got a quote here from your Facebook post, Hamish, where it said, said there was no recklessness or maybes. That was, you put that in your, and yeah. put it on Facebook, and I, and I, and I, and I it's something I took from it because I thought there, there must have been a lot of thought and, uh, mm. and, and and so for for the particular for that particular jump then what would have you got up there it's a it's a heck of a walk, a walk in to do to jump out yeah what, what would have what would have pulled the pin on that what would have stopped it um so that was we did the same walk the day before just to wreck it um and then my friends done it the day before uh, previously uh, I think a year before or something. Uh, to give it a really basic recce for me, just to say, yeah, it looks big, here's a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so without him, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have gone at all. Um, so yeah, there was, there was a lot of time and effort that went into it. Um, but putting the pin, um, I mean, that's one reason why I really wanted Hamish there as well. Um, it, Hamish really allevi- alleviates the pressure of, you know, doing it and, actually jumping for the wrong reasons i suppose um there, there was lots of other guys that were you know keen to to video the the jump and stuff and it was actually really refreshing just to have hamish there at the exit point because i know that as soon as i go that he, he's going to be there taking the photo i didn't have to you know wait or you know really work with him like i'm going to go are you ready you got the wrangle i knew hamish was going to get it so that, that was great um but yeah, it was, it, when you're on the exit point, it's, if there were any maybes, then that's, that's not enough. That's, that's too much for me. Any sort of maybe is too much. Yeah. Um, especially with a jump, this, this technical, it's very short rock drop with a high glide with a, a very narrow channel to fly in. Um, so everything had to go right. So if there was anything kind of out, um, then I just wouldn't have been comfortable. Um, and it would have been very hard for me to say no, but it's it wouldn't have been the first time I I'd walk back down after saying no. So hmm. you had a few distractions in the build up as well, didn't you? With the <laughs> yeah, sure. going and quite a lot of people coming past. So yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't the I, I I felt a little bit bad. I tried to be as pleasant pleasant as possible to the people who were walking past, asking questions, but I just needed to be focused. And they've yeah. they've actually messaged me since on on Instagram and stuff saying, "Oh, I saw you that day," and I, and I hopefully I wasn't too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Way, but, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then in the end we said I, I said no to the drone um, the drone actually had like five minutes life on it and I just didn't want that pressure that, of that window of five minutes of have to jump in that window so yeah. I said it's, it's not worth it for me I just want to get this done properly so, so imagine and, and talking about the distractions of other people I imagine the focus that's required prior to there must be a, some some kind of zone that you have to go to or like in your mind to to be able to to put yeah jumps um for, for me it's all about uh being calm you know if, if your heart beats running 100 miles an hour um you know you're not focused your your mind's dying all over the place what can go wrong uh and when your mind's like that if something does go wrong everything accentuates everything gets even worse so my whole mantra on the walk in was just you know stay calm strong push on heading glide flight and pull and i just i just really wanted to be focused on being calm um 
and then everything once you're calm you're just focused on the task in hand you know um and it, it really worked for me because it was one of the best uh, exits that i had um there's a side view video and you can see there's there's almost no drop in the wingsuit it's a very steady glide forwards and all the the gps data that i recorded from it said it was a it was a very good flight so <laughs> so it seemed to work um so how long from jumping to landing is there a you'll have that time i would imagine what what is the how long does that take yeah um so i mean with within all the variables that we have in the uk you know it's it's mm. it's a wingsuit flight but it's nothing compared to the alps where we can fly for yes minutes and minutes so it's, it's um, not a far distance from from berkeley's no. to where you landed at, at the yeah, it's, it was five five hundred vertical meters, uh, yeah. and as the as the crow flies, it was five hundred. Um, yeah, as, as the crow flies, but I had to fly around the corner, so it was probably more right five hundred. Um, but it was just under forty seconds in the wingsuit, and then forty seconds under canopy. Um, so I could have flown a little bit further and mm-hmm. then sacrificed some of the time under canopy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a big lake in the way. I wanted to make sure I didn't land in the water, and it's <laughs> it's always safer to pull high and uh, make yeah. sure you set up your landing properly. Okay. Um. So how how well how did that become the only? Or I assume it's not the only place, but how that location? How did it become the place to do it or to do the first one? Is there any other um, options within the UK? That you I mean, I mean, this is this is where it's. Uh, quite handy talking to people like Hamish and, and uh, other photographers that have been around the place um, because they're like, oh, what, have you thought about this one? Have you thought about this one? So, so there's potentially more out there, but um, none that really come to mind uh, with a basic study on, on Google Earth or anything like that. Um, so this one really came about because my friend had jumped it without the wingsuit a couple of years beforehand. Okay. Um, and then it goes into a, a Google Earth study and I can figure out the ratio of um, the flight path, you know, how steep the terrain is. And then after that, you still need to go there and actually laser it properly and see if it will really work out. Okay. Um, so so who, who brought the, the location to your attention then? Was that a friend of yours, did you say? Yeah, so it was originally a post on Instagram that I saw of this you know, Lord Berkeley seat, there's, you can sit beside it and get this beautiful profile of it. It's stunning. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that photo and that was on the list of to-do jumps, not thinking that it would ever be a wingsuit jump. Right. Um, then my friend, you know, we all had the same ideas. We see a picture, we're like, we want to jump that. Then my friend, uh, Josh, he, he jumped it. Um, and then he jumped it uh, way before me and said, you know, this this might go for a, for a wingsuit jump. Mm-hmm. Um and then, yeah, that's what really took me to to flying over to Edinburgh and uh, <laughs> driving up there and, and checking it out. Fair enough. So, Hamish, what preparation do you need to do for that location? I saw there was a couple of looking at some of the videos in the and the uh, that have been on online already. There's there's people underneath you as well, I think. But obviously, Hamish, you were at the exit point. What what preparation do you need to do there? Like what? Uh, I didn't, not a massive amount for this really. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim gave me a heads up about a month beforehand that he was planning on giving this spot a go. Um, so at that point, I did a quick look on uh, 
on Google Earth and Google Maps. I had a bit of a think about where the sun was going to be at the right time of the day. And I actually I suggested to Tim morning would be a good time to do it if the conditions align because it would make for getting the sun in the right spot so that it, it kind of lit him up while he jumped. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, whenever I suggest these kind of things, I caveat them by saying, look, it, it, I, it's take it on board, but but uh, yeah. you do you you do you and what planning you need to do to make it work. Don't don't go and change plans just for the sake of making cool photos. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, and then other than that, I mean, up on Anchilac, it's uh, the, the best view on Anchilac is obviously over the ridge behind, but that wasn't going to work from this exit point. So I just kind of figured I'd go up with an open mind, uh, bring up uh, a static rope to hang off in case I need to get below the exit, which I didn't need to in the end. Um, and and I tend to find for these for these base jumping shots, the best viewpoint is to get just a little bit below the exit point. And then you can get the base jumper or Tim or whoever flying past you, and that gives a really immersive shot. Um, uh, and, and that's basically what we went for here. Yeah. Okay. And and well, pretty successful if I would, from my perspective anyway, from the from the, the viewing public as it were. Tim, how, what do you like? Sorry, mate. The very the, the pictures did well. Certainly did it justice from my perspective from the from the viewing. Yeah, public, I mean, I I, I call that angle there like the Hamish base jump angle. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've not. Yeah, you know, I, I work with with quite a few photographers, but nobody nobody sees that sort of angle. Um, and it's yeah, so I, the places that we've shot as well, especially you know, the view that you're jumping out to is so incredible. It's um, yeah. so for Hamish to be able to shoot that wide with that view and you jumping, it's just yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not a photographer, but I always think you know. How do I get the jumper with what he's jumping off? And it's mm-hmm. it's you don't even see what I'm jumping off, which I think, as Hamish says, makes it so immersive. It's like mm-hmm. you know what oh, yeah. you're seeing is what the jumper's seeing. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I guess I guess you. I, I try to go for getting something where it feels like you're there jumping with him. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's technically it's not that it's not that difficult a shot to get technically, but you've obviously only got one chance to get it right, so <laughs> you can't have <laughs> yeah. to go do it again. So. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it does feel slightly high pressure, but, but nothing compared to the kind of pressure Tim's going. <laughs> <laughs> well, that probably that probably leads on to the next question: is well, what are you thinking? And you mentioned earlier about being focused with the particularly the, the that jump. What are what's what's going through your mind at exit point, standing there waiting to to go? Yeah, I mean, as as I mentioned before, it's it's just for me, just being super calm. Uh, if you've done something enough. Uh, beforehand, you know the, the the hundreds and hundreds of jumps that I've done. It's it's just less letting that muscle memory kick in, mm. um, and just being yeah, just being super relaxed and and just just doing what you know, what your body knows. Um, and in the flight, it's it's just a very intuitive flying. You know, um, I'm not thinking specifically. I need to turn a bit here. I need to turn a bit here. I need to go faster here. I'm not feeling, I suppose, any sort of excitement. Um, as soon as the wingsuit picks up speed and I'm going forwards, then I'm like, wow, I've got, you know, I've got out of that tricky area, that crux. Now I've got to fly out and next the parachute is open. Then you're like, awesome, that's working. That's <laughs> uh, the next little bit of excitement. And then when you're landed, yeah, that's, it's, it's all done. So, is, that, is that when it kicks in? Is that when the excitement kicks in when it's done? I, yeah, when, when you landed, you know, that's when it's all done and dusted. That's when it really counts. Um, and yeah, I, I've never been as happy on this jump as I have. Does it all go by quite quickly, Tim? 
Yeah, I suppose so. Um, I mean, it is only a thirty-five second flight or something, but um, yeah, there's there's no real emotion as you're flying. It's just this is this is the task Mm -hmm. in hand. Once I've landed, though, that was another matter. I was just (laughs) I was over the moon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. no, I'm I'm not surprised. Um, So, so then, like. Your walk, what your walkout and everybody else's walkout is completely different. You've 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 done the hard part coming down, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, on previous shoots with Hamish, you know, they've uh, they're subjected to a couple of hours of abseiling and stuff. Mm. Uh, fortunately, this one wasn't so bad. It was a uh, you know steady track downhill. Um, mm. But uh, there were two guys at the bottom, uh, so we all walked out together around that side of the the mountain, and the other guys, Hamish and a friend of mine, that was on top. Um, Rory, they walked out of the top, and we all met back at the pub. So perfect. Brilliant. And you stay up there that night? Um, I don't know. No, we all drove on. That was uh, the was last it? day of the trip. Oh, was it? Oh, so yeah. no celebratory beers, no? Oh yeah, we had. No, I don't think. I think we had celebratory orange juice or something. Oh <laughs> right. yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Bit on. Um, so now that now that you've pulled off a wingsuit flight in the UK, do you think there'll be other people follow suit? Not particularly your exit, or we'll not call it your exit. Well, I suppose yeah. it is your exit point. Is, is there um, a risk? Is there a risk of well, my my the bigger question is: is, is there a risk of people being drawn into it? Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting question. Um, I, I I think when you're playing these sort of games, it's always big boy rules, you know. I'm I'm not going to feel guilty if somebody else tries it and spuds into the deck. That's, you know, what what I do think is important is uh, is information and the the being able to give people information because then it's it's on their own head, you know. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm actually I, I wanted to to do a small blog about you know what it took me to do it, the training that I did, the the numbers um what sort of conditions i look for how how it came about and everything um and there are various sites and, inf- and you know channels for information to tell people um but i th- i think most people if they're at this um end of the wingsuiting game then they they know what they're looking at and they're you know the 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 side effects is pretty full-on so people try and not you know let ego or so or um, get in the way. So does the community kind of talk to each other? Like, so other wingsuiters will come, oh, you've done that exit, can you... Can yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I put a few numbers out there of how high and how far the flight was and stuff, and, and a few people have asked me and said, how do I get there? And So we'll see if it gets repeated. Um, for me, it's very interesting um, to see. I, I think you definitely get it from the climbing point of view, is once you know something's done it's so much more accessible. Um, you know, when people knew the first A was, 9A was achievable, then, you know, it's, you know it's possible. Like the eight mile marathon, or there's lots of examples. Um, I'm not comparing myself to that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but once you know it's possible, you know it's possible. So, um, okay. yeah, we'll see. It'll be really interesting to see if, if anyone else finds anything else or repeats this one. So will you will you look back to the UK for another exit point, or will you? Is that? Um, there's maybe two others that I've got in mind. 
but they're even more technical than this one. And I feel like, uh, you know, there's no need to push it even further. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been a really good season. So I think definitely for now, I'll, I'll leave it as it is. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of other things that I want to do that are, uh, yeah, higher on the list at the moment. Well, that leads right on to the next question, doesn't it? So the next big question is, what's next? What's what, short-term, long-term? Yeah, um, same sort of things, but around the world. So first flights in different countries, um, highest altitude jumps as well. There's a few, few ideas for that. Um, first flights in Uganda and Kenya and... Yeah, just quite like the, you know, the exploratory side of things. Um, so, yeah, we'll see when the world clears up what, uh, where I'm allowed to visit and yeah, how easy it is. Yeah, see what that brings, what it allows. And yeah. yourself, Hamish, have you got stuff going on at the moment? And how's, it, how's this all affecting you and, you and what you do? Oh, he's muted. I'm back up to the northwest uh, tomorrow, actually, to photograph okay. more climbing. And then, yeah, I mean, work obviously got completely shut down during the lockdown, uh, but it's just started picking up again properly. So, uh, so I've got shoots to various shoots to plan in the next month or so now. So, good. So, which is good. Excellent. Um, well, I, I didn't want to make it too long because um, well, I didn't want to take up any more of your time. Because uh, thanks again for for making the time no, to, cool. to do this. Um, any any shout outs you want for sponsors, either of you, that you want to kind of thank or or how well there's there's a question before we go there. How did the sponsors help you make this happen? Uh, for me, I mean um, I, I only really want to be sponsored by companies that you, you trust in the gear and, and their values and yeah. and you really welcome their support. So the the three companies that made this really happen for me is is Yotna, obviously. Um, and then the two uh, base jumping brands, Adrenaline Base and Phoenix Fly, um, which probably means nothing to, <laughs> to most people and it's not going to change anything in terms of uh, them hearing the names. But um, yeah, you know, when, when you're on the edge of a cliff and literally the gear that you're using um, can determine <laughs> your outcome in the next few minutes. Yeah, you really want to make sure you've got the best gear. Um, so yeah, it's... Yeah, pretty important to me to be supported by some really uh, okay. trustworthy gear. And you hear me, Shandy, for you for shouting out? You... No, I just I just came along. Same for letting me tie along. That's it, really. Uh, <laughs> the, the results of of you just coming along has been allowed it to be documented. So uh, the way it exactly. has, so, um, yeah. I think. I think there's there's certainly kudos that, that needs to, to lie there. But obviously for the, the main event for the first UK wingsuit base jump. I get that mountain. First UK mountain wingsuit base jump. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, that, that that's a whole other subject. But uh Yeah. But yeah. But first first wingsuit from a mountain. Um, yes. In the UK. So yeah, no, that's excellent. And um thanks again for today and it's been it's been good talking to you both about how your both your perspectives on the on the kind of same event well that was in my outdoors first uh, a zoom call interview um, I want to thank Tim and Hamish for their time um, they are busy guys actually straight after that Tim was 
uh, jumping in the car and driving uh, down to the Eiger uh, for a route he's got planned and Hamish is a busy man as well uh, I really want to thank him for the, the pictures that he's, he's allowed me to put into the um, into the, the interview um, and the, you'll see his pictures all over the, the, the UK media uh, because I've seen them myself so thanks very much my name's Davy Wright and this has been my outdoors